everybody. Welcome to another episode of Give Me Attention or Give Me Death. We are still in the middle of the podthon while we are all trapped inside. And uh, today, uh, we don't have so much as a subject as much as it is just uh, me talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, I met this guy in South Dakota, I think just this past year. If not, it was the two years before that. I think it was the two years before that. Mm-hmm. but uh it was all right i dude i've lost track of all time in the last year it's been a wild ride yeah, but uh snow jams ago it was two snow jams ago <laughs> yeah. a few snow jams ago i met this man welcome to the podcast mr william conway what's up william hey what's up alan thanks for having dude. yeah dude thanks for joining me now you're uh you're over in new mexico now i am in new mexico currently yes yeah, so i've been doing a lot of traveling lately yeah when did that start because uh, I, I I saw you, I guess, both snow jams in South Dakota in Sioux Falls. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. last I ran into you there was August. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I started traveling when the state said I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, because uh, I had done time or whatever, and I was still on parole, and um, – I once I got off parole, I was like, I am hitting the road, man. And uh, I I went down to Texas. I went down to Dallas, Texas, and I got involved in a competition they had down there. It was the Dope Comedy Comedian Competition, and um, and it was like a bunch of different. I ended up having to go to, back down there like three different times, uh, but I ended up winning the contest. Nice. Uh, that was just like uh, last month, right, or two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the March first was the finals. And, okay. And the coolest part was uh, I won the crowd vote every time, which was super important to me. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, because it was a city that I hadn't performed in before, and for them to like, you know, give me that kind of love, it meant a lot. You know. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Have, is that what the uh, was that the first you've really taken comedy out on the road away from kind of the home area? Uh, well, uh, sort of, because so I, I started doing stand-up in June of 2002. Okay. And I stand up for about, about five years, roughly off and on. And I spent about a year of that in Los Angeles. Um, and I ended up going back to South Dakota because my son, um, I had a son back there and, and it just wasn't, it wasn't feasible for me to live in California with it. But after I moved back to South Dakota, I got involved in some trouble and I ended up going to prison. And so there was a big screeching halt to my entertainment career. And you're, you were in jail for, for nine years? Yeah, nine years, nine months I did. Yeah. So I met you for – when I first met you, I just knew you were a comic. Second time I met you, you told me that uh, you used to get into trouble was the way you put it to me. Yeah. And you sent me something you wrote about – uh, a shooting and then yeah. like two maybe three days ago you told me you weren't used you'd gone to jail so the <laughs> the way i've been finding this out has been slowly leading up to now <laughs> and i purposely didn't ask you when we talked before we recorded because i figured this would be a fun time for me to find out what what did you go for Oh my gosh. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I committed a robbery. I went for robbery, uh, but I did not commit a regular kind of robbery. Um, I didn't rob like a gas station or a casino or a bank. 
Uh, I robbed a flower shop. Is okay. <laughs> what I went to prison for. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it was um, it was definitely easy for the cops to track me down. I think they just uh, followed the trail of rose petals that was going. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, it was a very movie. romantic hunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but uh, no, the real kicker is I was I was actually in a purple Cavalier, so uh, I stood out like a sore thumb. It was. Yeah, it's not really a crime car. No. <laughs> If you commit a crime, do not pick purple as you're getting away. <laughs> Definitely not going to go well. And then so, and you got out, you said, was it 2016? Yeah, I got out in December of 2016. And uh, the first couple years, uh, I just decided to, you know, try and get back to living life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite the transition to go from doing almost 10 years to in prison to going back to society um and actually this is what's interesting so i got i got married like two months after i got out of prison to a woman that i like had a relationship with while i was in prison or whatever like it started out as pen pals and developed into more it was like literally one of those like love behind bars oh wild yeah and so we got married like two months after i got out of prison uh, which was a terrible idea <laughs> because, um, because we didn't really know each other. Like we knew each other, like we'd, we'd been dating, you know, dating, yeah. for like, you know, uh, you know, five years or so, but um, we didn't know each other in a personal way in a, you know, living together and how we function around each other. And it was terrible. Like um, we lasted about 18 months before we, got divorced and uh but it wasn't nasty like we both understood that like okay uh we, we didn't really think this out <laughs> 18 months seems like a pretty good college try yeah no yeah and and that was the thing too is is we definitely gave it an effort and we just realized that, like we're not meant to be together like this yeah and, and we're still friends today or whatever but what was funny is uh she was the one that she sent me a flyer uh for the the open mic that they had at books and brews okay and, uh, and at first at first i was pissed i was like i didn't want to go just because it was her that sent it you know what yeah. I mean? and i was like i'm not gonna go to that what's she even thinking you know and then i was like hey, maybe i should and then like it's just like that one show led me uh to bosses like immediately people were uh directing me to Boss's Comedy Club. And uh, like my first open mic at Boss's, uh, Nate pulled me to the side and asked me if I wanted to host or whatever. And I was like, heck yeah, you know? Um, and so it, it caught really fast. But I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, it wasn't like I was brand new. I was just kind of kicking the dust off. Yeah, yeah, shaking the brake dust off. Yeah, so so, so it, it, it escalated quickly. <laughs> okay. So that so when I first met you, you had just started getting back into it. Yep. Right, because that would have been 2017. No. Yeah, 2017. Well, no, we we met at the Snow Jam. We met at the Snow Jam in 2019, so it's just been no. Oh, so it was yeah, so it was yeah yeah yeah. So I thought initially you fucked with me at the beginning, and now I'm all fucked up. Two of my snow jams ago, <laughs> I I age differently. 
you probably do. You age like a cat because you watch Cat in the Hat all the yeah, time. I age like a cat because I'm already half dead and I'm fucking thirty. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm already halfway done with Cat in the Hat now, which is good. I'm pretty oh, done with watching it. Birthday, uh, thank you very much, dude. It was uh it sorry, my birthday. Good. My birthday brought upon the end times. That was like one of the last things that a lot of people had the chance to do. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, my birthday was Saturday. On Monday, most businesses closed. Right. My what, bad. what day is your birthday? The 14th. Oh, okay. Um, I was arrested uh, March 15th of 2007. <laughs> oh, man. You were arrested <laughs> on the Ides of March. That is that's poetic. That's pure uh, poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, there, yeah, that's my life. It, I, my life is very poetic, but it's a very sad poem. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what has been up to since you've been traveling? Oh man. Uh, so I mean, yeah, going back and forth from Texas. Um, then uh, I had some shows in Iowa that I went and did. Um, my my last my last run got canceled. I was supposed to do a show in Sioux City, and I was supposed to do another boozeless show in Sioux Falls. Which that's one of the things that I've been super excited about is that uh, we started doing uh, alcohol free shows at Boss's Comedy Club in Sioux Falls. Yeah, and, talk uh, about those. Those those are that looks great that they're doing that. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm really excited that they were that that they were for the idea, you know? Um, so we, uh, every couple months, we, we do an alcohol-free show at Boss's Comedy Club in Sioux Falls. And uh, I always try and feature different comics. Um, I usually either, depending on the availability of people, I'll either host the show or co-headline the show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've had some awesome people, like uh, our last show, Zach Dresch did the headlining for it, which was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, but it's just a chance for people to come out, you know, cause not everybody, not everybody likes to be around alcohol, you know, and uh, a lot of the friends that I had coming out of prison were people that were, uh, hip to that atmosphere, you yeah. know, and I would, once I started doing comedy again, I asked them to come out to shows and they really didn't want to because of the alcohol. And it's so hard I, for some people. Yeah, it is. It's a real trigger for some people. And then and then for some people, you know, it's not like you have to have a problem with alcohol. Some people just don't like to be around it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and so uh, I approached Nate and Jeremy and they were they were all for having a show. Uh, we do them on Sunday, uh, Sunday nights so that we don't interfere with the regular revenue of the Fridays yeah. and Saturday shows, you know? Uh, but I think that that, to me, I kind of like that even more that we do it on a Sunday evening. And we do a little bit of an earlier show uh, in case people got to get up and go to work on Monday. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a, something different than the norm. And I really, I really enjoy being a part of that and, and keeping that going is important. No, that's awesome. There's a club that does that, uh, that I work with a lot down here in Somerville. Those sober nights could be like a real game changer for a lot of people because either you, you can't drink and you can't be around it or you don't drink and you just don't – it's not fun to be around it if you don't drink. Like even if you're right. fine with alcohol, it's just not fun to be in a room with drunk people. Right, uh, right. 
And uh, I will say, I will say that um, I've had I've had a couple comics not want to do the show uh, because there's not alcohol. Um, you know, because uh, there's that old saying: "The drunker you get, the funnier we are." I'm yeah. Sure as a comic and uh and so there's some comics that don't want to do a summer show because they don't want a straight audience which is crazy to me that's fucking bonkers (laughs) that's so nuts (laughs) that's just like i don't know that's kind of bullshit honestly Uh, (laughs) a little bit a little bit but i I understand if you're certain and you know uh and maybe that's a lot of what you joke about or whatever you know but um you know, I think part of being a comedian, part of being an entertainer is is doing everything I can to appeal to the masses. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I want to have something in my repertoire that that will make anybody laugh. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, variety is the key. You know, if you're only mm-hmm. going to sit there and make, you know, party jokes or beer jokes or whatever, then you're not going to be able to do very much everywhere because you're only going to appeal to that one group of people same with like if your word right. really dirty or you know yeah i couldn't imagine not wanting, I, I would love if people were never drunk at a show again that <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, sometimes drunks can be challenging for sure yeah oh my god dude so many drunks have ruined so many shows for me it's uh i remember right. i did dan Bublis's podcast the art of bombing and yeah, I've been on that podcast. I love Dan. I love Dan. I was doing, I was telling, the, we did like a live episode as part of Snow Jam. Yes, and I was there. I, I watched that. It was super fun, but I was telling stories about, you know, bombing and people trying to fight me on stage or like screaming mm-hmm. at me. And everyone's just staring at me. And I'm like, is this not normal? Like, <laughs> are New England drunks that much angrier than the rest of the world that we just can't handle it? Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking bonkers. <laughs> I uh, I have to say that I uh, I totally think that might be the case because I've I've listened. Uh, I remember being there, and uh, I was just like, yeah, we we I've never seen many of those scenarios. There was one, the 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 worst scenario I saw of a drunk ruining a show, and the worst part about it is it was somebody who did open mics all the time so like he definitely knew better than to just blurt out in the middle of someone's set but in the middle of this guy's set um this super drunk guy who was sitting front row center just was like how are you gonna be married when you're gay as fuck and like and it just like i have to say the comic that was on stage handled it the best way they could they they had some material that dealt with his effeminate nature even though he was a straight guy and so he just pulled into that material uh even though he hadn't planned on doing it you know what i mean um but i just couldn't believe it happened i was just like are you serious right now yeah that is fucking wild i mean i will say i'm excited like i haven't done any east coast shows at all so i've done shows out west in california and stuff like that yeah new mexico i've done some stuff and i've done stuff down in texas and uh missouri uh you know nebraska you know um but i haven't been out east at all and uh i'm i'm excited for that it's i mean it's a fun place to to do shows you can get a cross-section of really good crowds and they're not all crazy people right uh 
like, I mean, you go around Boston, it's a lot of college kids or like art folk and stuff. Cause there's like three different art colleges around us. But it's when you get to like the woods of New Hampshire, where it becomes the Midwest, but more cramped and angry. Uh, <laughs> but you have a lot, I have a lot of fun out here. And even the people that are crazy and yelling, they're generally not violent after they're, that's just like the attitude here is right. like, let's yell at each other. You know, I, I spent a whole show. It was a half hour of me getting heckled. I just never got to get through any jokes. I was getting heckled the entire time. And after the show, the guy was like, Hey, that was a real great show. And I was like, <laughs> go fuck yourself, man. Like <laughs> that sucked. How would you know? You didn't even see. Yeah. <laughs> I had driven like, I think four hours to go do the show. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll just go fuck myself, guy. Thank you. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, man. But uh, so you worked, you said before, before we went to Joe, we've kind of been hopping around, uh, but we haven't, we haven't talked in a while. So, yeah. and honestly, people, if you're upset about this, then uh, you go fuck yourself. I'm doing an episode well, a day. I, I think, I think it's a, the, my conversations are a, a great mirror to my life. It is just all over the place. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> goddamn mess. It is a mess. <laughs> uh, well, what have you been doing now that you're, uh, that you're trapped, you're stuck? Um, uh, put it positively. A lot of house games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, we, uh, Uno was last night. Uh, Taboo, I think it was the night before. I think we played some Trivial Pursuit, uh, but nobody wants to play Trivial Pursuit with me anymore. Um, you played it too many times? Um, well, no, I mean, this is a new deck to me or whatever, but um, I'm like a, like, so I was a terrible student. I was an absolutely terrible student, but uh, I've, I've always been kind of sharp, you know, and, uh, and I know a lot of stuff that, like, I know stuff that I don't even know I know until you ask me the stupid question. And then, and then I just know the answer. Like yeah, the weird bullshit buried in your brain. Right. Yeah. And literally, we were playing. And I can't, I you know, I can't uh, think of a specific, and this is, and that's part of what makes it so crazy is like, like my short term and all that kind of, my memory is shot. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and not just, not just like weed and stuff, but like I did, a, I abused a lot of psychotropic medications back in the day. So like uh, my brain chemistry has got to be, <laughs> <laughs> like I should definitely donate it to science when when it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a testament to how crazy my life was. But like prison was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. Yeah. Uh, because it slowed me down and it made me look at my life. At like you know, and not not everybody does that when they get locked up. Some people are just pissed off and they keep being how they're being. Um but I knew very early on in my prison sentence that I was in prison for a reason and that I needed to change. And, and so I did, you know, I did the things I needed to do to, to be able to change, you know, and it wasn't easy and it's still not easy all the time, but it, it, it gets easier. You know? Yeah. But, um, and, uh, and I'm no saint by any means, uh, but especially when it comes to alcohol, um, like, uh, I, uh, I was actually uh, in the emergency room this past summer and they did some testing on me and, you know, they, they pretty much told me that I have the early 
stages of cirrhosis of the liver that if I drink and, you know, I can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be blood in my stool and stuff like that. Um, no, no. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely, it, it doesn't bother me to not drink. Yeah. <laughs> cause, uh, cause I'll die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really a good way to be like, I think that's a good end to it. I think <laughs> You know, and, um, and when I was younger, I was so, you know, excessive and crazy with it that in some ways I feel like I kind of got it out of my system. Yeah, I feel the exact same way where it's like I'm so different from where I was 10 years ago that it's just like I think maybe I'm just still tired. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the rest of my life is just me taking a nap from the first 25 years of my life. Right, right. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe that's the way it should be, <laughs> especially if we're all going to disappear in the next three months, you know? I know, man. It's, oh, dude, it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to think about it all. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, it's, it's stuff that, you know, it, I mean, and it's, it's unprecedented stuff that we're going through right now. So it's, yeah, it's so difficult to wrap your mind around sometimes and, and uh you know I, I i do catch myself sitting there and you know wondering what's going to happen after all of this um but but then the real question is where you know we don't know where it ends we yeah don't, we don't know if there's going to be an after this yeah <laughs> like it's it's uh it's it's definitely um eye-opening you know, and uh, and I will say that I appreciate that I'm around uh, some family and stuff like that, because uh, I'm not uh, I'm not quarantined at at home back in South Dakota. You know, I'm I'm in New Mexico, but at least I'm in with some family. And, yeah. You know, um, and we can enjoy time together and stuff. So. Yep. Yeah, I broke I broke the rules today and got together uh, with my family, and I was like, you know, fuck it. Got together, got lunch stayed yeah. a few feet apart and we're like all right yeah but at least i live with my mom and brother so that's been pretty good we're all just smoking pot and watching tv so <laughs> somehow we'll make it through you know right, right. <laughs> that the, the craziest part for me is that uh i when i came back from that tour i didn't have a job i didn't have a car i ran out of money paying off a bunch of debt and so I've mostly just been not leaving the house for like five months, just recording podcasts and doing whatever else on the internet. And, and I recorded, like I recorded an album over the, over the winter, but I recorded it alone, uh, like with no audience there or anything. And so when the quarantine happened, I was like, eh, all right, like, fuck it. I'm, I'm prepared for this. Right. And every now and then, yeah, every now and then I kind of forget that it's happening. And then it's just like, everyone's freaking out, dude, but this rules. But yeah, <laughs> it's I like, mean, oh, wait, everyone lost their job, too. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that, I mean, to me, that's, uh, you know, I found, for me, the frustrating thing is because my whole life has been a series of me really messing up and having to pay the consequences of it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I did what I did and, and that's how it was, you know, and, but like, I finally started 
to get on the right path and things were going good. I had just won the competition and I had just gotten, uh, you know, a role in this Netflix series and then the world stops. Like, uh, you know, shows, shows are canceled. The, the production for the series is uh, halted indefinitely. And it's just like, well, now what? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like, I finally had my poop in a group and it just hit the fan all over. <laughs> like, like, this is not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the way I think a lot of people are feeling right now. My friend just started a new tour and he was supposed to record a special three days ago. Yeah. He, like rented out a theater and hired a camera crew. And uh, then this happened. And it is like, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do, you, you feel like, uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. What do I do? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck else to say. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, then now, and now we're just sitting here waiting to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I definitely don't feel like that. I definitely don't feel like waiting to die. Um, I'm, I'm just, um, you know, uh, I know that, you know, just like with any, you know, one of the things I learned in prison was patience. Yeah. You know, to just, you know, things will happen in the right time. And um, uh, if I don't get frustrated and I don't overreact or whatever, then, you know, it'll, it'll work out. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say that I, I maintain a pretty positive attitude. Um, but I kind of have to, because if I don't, I'll I'll kill myself. <laughs> like so, we maintain positive attitude for self-preservation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, you know, That's kind of the way I feel, and if, in a weird way, that's how I feel when I say I'm hanging out, waiting to die, because I'm just I'm just fucking hanging. I'm gonna do whatever the hell happens till that happens. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad, like, because now it's like I I finally have time to beat Spider-Man for the PS4. <laughs> and I don't have to feel guilty about it because all my shows are canceled. Right, right. All right. We got about 15 minutes or so left to go before okay. I got before I got to jet out of here. I found a series of random questions. Okay. And I figured uh, we could find some good ones on here. Sounds and, fabulous. I clicked on a random number to find one. And there is actually two on this page that I'm very excited to ask you for. Are you ready for this? Sure. All right. What is the stupidest thing you've done just because someone's dared you to do it? Oh, okay. So um, this was actually, so I had some new reasons. I'm so scared that it was so quick out of the gun. Right. <laughs> well, no, I, I love, this is one of my favorite stories because I tell people all the time, um, I am not the person you want to dare to do something because I have no embarrassment or shame. Like I will just do stupid things. And so they were like, uh, they wanted me to go into a grocery store and do something to get kicked out. And they yeah. did not give me any kind of specifications. They said, get kicked out of the store. Oh no. And so, uh, I went, I went to the popcorn aisle to the chip aisle and I got this bag of cheesy popcorn. And and I went and I paid for it. I went and I paid for it because I'm not stupid. <laughs> and I said to the lady at the register, 
I was like, I was like, hey, you know, I've never had this stuff before. Do you mind if I just try some right here? And she was like, well, you pay for it. I don't care what you do. So right there, I opened the bag and I dove my hand in very aggressively. So that like popcorn flew out of the top and I took this huge handful and I just went and without like without swallowing or anything I just started to try and talk and so like I was like I was I was attempting to say this is amazing (laughs) just cheesy chewed up popcorn was just Just, out of my mouth at the lady and then and then I dug my hand in again and I there was a person that was starting to check out behind me and I threw some right in their face <laughs> I was like here Yikes. you gotta try some and then I went around to the next aisle and I just started just throwing cheesy popcorn all over the place this stuff is the best <laughs> <laughs> like this manager just come ripping out of the back like get him out of here you need to leave did he pay for that <laughs> <laughs> like my friends my friends they they dipped out like immediately they didn't even just they, they didn't even stay to uh, stay to see if i got kicked out <laughs> <laughs> they were more much more embarrassed than i was it was fabulous oh my god dude <laughs> that was something very silly that i did yeah what, what was the what was the age range for that one i was 18 okay that sounds about right Right, yeah, that's a very, very juvenile, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. So, would you rather be trapped in an elevator full of men with bo or three soaked dogs? Oh man, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm honestly gonna say the dogs, um, because man, dude, like especially, especially a lot of bad bo's oh man yeah bo is like the worst it's like i i give it i dude if i catch a whiff of myself i go get deodorant immediately dude i i i that's like i always get so pissed if like you're out in the afternoon and you get a whiff and you're like i fucking forgot to put on deodorant today didn't i and just, <laughs> I, I just like walk around angry for the next three hours like you fucked up and very straight armed. Like I'm not yeah. raising my arm for anything. <laughs> Just elbows down. Yep. <laughs> oh sure. my god. Yeah. Uh shit, I just had one. Cause I think oh, the other thing I was gonna say is uh the three wet dogs is you don't have to be polite. Right. Like there's a bunch of stinky guys, you're not gonna be like, you guys fucking reek like shit. Right. Like you all yeah. need to be adults about this, but three wet dogs, as right. long as you say it in like a cute tone, you can say whatever you want to a dog. <laughs> yeah. Like that's something I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, uh, true. when I, when I moved out of Boston, um, I started spending a lot of time at my old apartment with my old roommates and like, I'll just crash on their couch a lot. And when I go <clears> to shows and, uh, I started doing a thing when I lived there and I've kept it going where I'm trying to convince their dog that its name is Derek. <laughs> and like, I only will respond to it if it responds to Derek. And uh, I think it still knows its name is Hadley, but it will also now answer to Derek. Right. And uh, right. you can say whatever to a dog. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, but I've said I have, awful things you know, to Derek. Like, if anything, I would say that your relationship with that dog is much more personal. 
<laughs> you guys have your own thing going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck them. This is practically my Derek. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, when you're old, what do you think children will ask you to tell stories about? <sighs> Probably the stupid pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool, dude. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing the show, man. Thanks for answering yeah. a bunch of stupid questions and uh, no a couple of cool ones that I came up with. <laughs> uh, do you have a plug? Uh, where where can people find you online? Do you have a website? You got a uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook, so, Instagram. Uh, I do. Uh, so uh, Conway Comedy is my Facebook that you can uh, catch me at. William Conway is my YouTube channel. Um, I do have a website that is going to be starting very soon. I'm, I'm about to get, uh, my merchandise and my website and everything. I'm trying to get it to all come together in this great collective, you know, bag yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know, um, but it's going to be, uh, www.conwaycomedyrock.com. Hang on. Let me get this again. I'm sorry. www.conwaycomedy.rocks. So, um, uh, you're never going to believe who has Conway comedy as, uh, cause I tried to get conwaycomedy.com and it wasn't available. And, um, who's that, um, who, uh, the chick that was in the Trump administration or whatever, um, the con what why can't i na remember her first name but anyway the conway lady that is involved in the trump administration actually has conwaycomedy.com so i was so pissed oh damn so i have conwaycomedy.rocks yeah uh, <laughs> hunting weird it and i i went to conwaycomedy.com and it redirected me to hunting buddies hunting buddies what i do i don't know i i got a virus now i think <laughs> <laughs> My computer's fucking toast. Well, dude, it was great talking to you, man. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, me, Alan. Yeah, absolutely, man. Come back, uh, you know, because I'm sure we'll be stuck here fucking long enough. Yeah, and, no problem. Uh, I'll yeah, love you. We'll fucking keep in touch, man. Well, good luck out in New Mexico, dude. Stay safe out there. All right, thanks. Take man. care, bud. Yeah.